Chachem discussing the rules of Diktuk. So we spoke about yesterday the rules of the language. In other words, the principles of how to explain the meaning. And now what he's going to talk about is what he calls the Yofi Seder, which means the way that it's easier to pronounce. It's, uh, it's, it's easier to say the words. And there's the next list of rules he's going to bring. He says, Besides for the times when the letter or the punctuation of the letter will change the, the meaning of the word, Besides for that, what it, it, the way we change the Lakudas, so it helps for the Yosef, the beauty of the way that the word sounds. When we put Nachim are syllables we don't stress. If you put them together, and not more than that, because of that, the way that it's pronounced, you have a whole kahili, you can have a whole group of people who all say without mistakes, because they're all naturally the same way. Which is one of the points that the king actually mentioned to him beforehand. He said, I see that then for every Zashna Kodesh, they pronounce it the same way. So he says the reason for that is because there are rules in the diktuk it makes it easier to pronounce. And he's going to turn to us. And he says, At a time, I'm going and uh, the reasons for the way that the, we use the vowel, the other reasons as well, the other conditions as well. The way that the dibur, the speech of Hashem is broken up, it's masigim kamut upsicha b'shever. There's three kinds of sounds. What he calls kamas psicha, the pasach, the shever, which is going to call a tzere. And now he breaks them up into the different sounds where they express from as a person says them. So we're going to break it up into smaller units. So out of the comments, if the comments are gadol, we'll comments, we'll comments, and basically the idea is, uh, you can try this out yourself, that there's uh, in, in the Roshna Kodesh we talk about the Chamisha Moitzah Safer, which means when a person speaks, there's different uh, different organs of speech which he uses to enunciate different uh, letters or different syllables. So, for example, we talk about the ois aleph hey, ches and ayin are called the the garon because all of them all come from the throat. It's also garon. Then we have the ones that come from the palate. Then we have the ones that come from the teeth. The ones that come from the tongue. The ones that come from the lips. Because uh, to pronounce different letters, a person is different parts of his, of his uh, organs of speech, his mouth or his throat. And even English is like that. The guttural sounds are expressed from the throat. The person doesn't need to use their lips or their teeth for that. Whereas when you say base, men, pay, and vav are all ones that you have to use your lips to express those sounds. And then there's asharits, which is the ones which use the teeth. And then one which uses a tongue. Then Tarit and Gichak is one which uses a palate. There are five divisions of the of, of the consonants of the Oits, in different parts of the mouth. Now, the Maisa, what he wants is that the, the, the Kudus also come from different parts of the mouth. For example, the Komet. We call the Komet of God, it comes from the throat. You say, oh, you aren't using any other part of your mouth. But if you're going to say, just to give you another example, the shuruk, which is a oot sound, you have to use a lips for that. So he says that the, the, depending on which part of your 
of your vocal system, you, you're using for it, gives it a different sound. So in the comments, says you have the chaylam, the comments which comes from the throat, the chaylam, which really is connected more to the palate, the oi sound comes from near the tongue to the palate, and the u sound is the shura comes from the lips. Same thing in the psicha, in the patach, you have pasach, the ah of the patach also comes from the throat, the segel, the e sound, the person needs to use their mouth for, the sheva godel chirik, also there. The E sound, also, if you try it and you'll see it, also you have to move your mouth to pronounce it. The cotton of Tzere. Those are the, the ones which use different parts of the mouth. The Hashva, Minas Ba'ela Kulam Tzbatnan. The Shva is better than a silent sound. So, you don't need to use any, it's just the, it doesn't need any part of the mouth to be expressed because it doesn't have a certain sound besides the sound of the letter which, which is being connected to the shva. <coughs> and that's why he says, we had to know the vada It's just the movement of of the breath that a person ex- exhales without any tesefis. The person doesn't have to use any parts of his organs of speech to pronounce it. And he said, now he's going to, having now discussed the different parts of the mouth that a person uses to speak, on the south side, he's going to say inside, just to understand the words. He says that therefore the the yofi of the language is that we don't have too many sounds in this, coming from the same, so to speak, place together. In other words, you're not going to ever find three shvas in a row. That's pretty unpronounceable. Sometimes we'll find two, and even then, when you find two shvas, it's always at the end of a word, which means you have a strong syllable first. I've spoken about this, he already said this before, this principle. Um, if you have a strong syllable, then you can follow it with two shvas which are both silent. For example, the yerd. Miyako. You have Ye is a Tere, and the Reish Dalet is both a Shvaz, the Yerd, but I'm not pronouncing either of them because they're both falling from the constant which came before. Or Vayashk, same thing. So Shin and Kuf, the Vayashk, both have Shvaz, but you're following the Patach of the, of, under the Yud, which makes them, which makes you able to pronounce them. But you'll never know Shlokodesh, a case where there are three Shvaz in a row, that's unpronounceable. Somebody's going to say rule the other way around. And that is, you're never going to, it's very rare, not never, but it's very rare that you're going to have three strong syllables in a row. Normally there's a break between a strong syllable and then a, a, something which is called a nach. It's a, a resting syllable, which means you don't pronounce it strongly. So, for example, there are words, but it's very rare to have three commas in a row. It's very rare to have three commas in a row, because each one needs to be stressed separately. A your daughter. Sorry? Your daughter. It's normally your daughter. But uh, that's exactly the point. That you're going to see that you don't normally have three comments in a row because each one needs to be stressed individually. There are one or two exceptions, like I'm going to explain. But normally, the reason, and that's why, even if a word which in its normal sense would be two commas, right, but the Mesa, when you make it into a third syllable which takes a comment, one of them is going to change to a different letter, to a different vowel, because just, just because it's much easier to pronounce. Um, as an example, um, the Hebrew word for cry in the past tense is bacha. But if you say you cried, you'll say bachiso, not bachosa. Because then again, it breaks the three commentators into something else. Now, there are, there are exceptions. Uh, for example, um, I mean, there's another example that's same rule. The word to see is ra'a. And to say, if you want to put another commentator in, say you saw, you'll say ra'isa. Not for also. But there are exceptions. There's a reason for that. For example, if it was to read, is kara. 
And if you say you read, you say Karasa. And the reason for that is because it's not a thin one. So we may have a side of the which breaks up the the retzef, the continuation of the commentaries. Right. But okay, I'm just giving you a rule. He wants to say that the what changes the vowels. Yeah. Even as a side. You only have the yud because you have the chirif. Right. So it's a long chirif. That gives us the chirif yud. But iris part of the shayur. Right. Um, Okay, so the, 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 the we'll, we'll see. So what you want to basically say now is that the rules in Diktok, which are based on the ability to express it better, what he calls the yafi, the beauty of the expression, is how it's easier to pronounce. So now he's going to start giving us some of these rules. So he says normally, When you, in the first syllable, tchun is a syllable, when you have a comet, normally after a comet, which is a strong opening sound, the second, the second uh, syllable, second uh, letter in the word, normally won't have, won't also be stressed. Again, there are exceptions, but normally the rule is if, if you start with a strong sound, so you don't stress the next letter. And the way we see that is we know that there's certain letters not in Kodesh, which sometimes have a dogish, have a dot, and sometimes they don't. For example, the base. Sometimes there's a dogish which makes it ve, sometimes there's a dogish which makes it a ve. Or, for example, that's one example, the top, the soft, this There's certain letters which can get the base, don't get the base. The rule always is, is when it's, when it's a starting syllable, it takes a dogish. It's very rare to find words in national Kodesh which start with a vase or a fe, for example. When it becomes a starting syllable, it always becomes a b, because that's a stronger sound. It's in the pe, it's a stronger sound. When it's a second syllable, then it loses its dogish. And it becomes, uh, you say it as a V. For example, the word for bracha. If I say Boreich, I say with the base. If you say Avoreich, you change the base to a base. You, you don't say Avoreich. Avoreich. And what's the reason for that? Because again, we, we don't have two strong uh, st- starting uh, syllables in the rock. So, so if you're starting with the, the, the opening syllable with one of the letters of the, we take a dogish, it's going to get a dogish. If you don't start with it, it becomes the second letter in the, in the sentence, and it normally loses the dagesh, and uh, because you, you're stressing the first syllable. Um, because it's the chirif. Again, we'll see the north, and we'll talk about that. Let's look at, rather than saying it's about So when the first syllables are comets, or we'll see about the chosa, most times the second syllable is not. Without in the base, and the base, and in the pay. Um, why is that not considered a vowel? Like we, we learned all the olive phase base, gimel, you know, but it should just be olive phase gimel, and the the dot should be like any other vowel. That, that its purpose is to strengthen and make it a, a forceful letter instead of a soft. Yeah, right. In, in, in the national national college, there's no base base. If a teacher in Ghana is just because it sounds different, but uh, we have 22 years of olive base. We don't add another six because of the ones which can take a dog or not. It's a way of expressing a letter. It doesn't become a new letter. It's like it's, it's a... Alright, in the Torah, we never put the dots inside. It's it's a way, it's a it fits into, into, into... It's a vowel or it's a negative? It's a tiny. It's more like a vowel because it has to do, do with the, reals, the rules of how to pronounce words. Mm-hmm. Do you, you discuss the, the uh, letter suffix 
Manganon and such like that? He hasn't spoken about it yet, and the reason is because it's, it's not a rule in dictum, it's just a rule in how you write. But uh, we'll talk about it to the end, when he gets a little bit discussed, so that we'll see it there. Okay, so that's the first thing. You know, the comments normally takes after it's a nach mashuch, leye samuch le dagesh, but chunar yishan, you won't have a dagesh there after it. The im yavay samuch le dagesh, and if you do find the exception where you will have a dagesh in the letter after a comment, the reason for that is, it's because you're trying to be daichak, the second um, or third letter. And what that means is sometimes the, the rule of a dogish, besides when you want to stress a letter, is to tell us that a letter is missing. Tell us that a letter is missing. Rashi on the spiritual Torah he says a few times. Right, there's a few times you have different letters like that, but when there's a letter missing, instead of saying the letter twice, so we, we have one with a dogesh, which because it's coming in place of having the same letter repeat itself. As one with a dot, it sounds different than a regular non? Um, it's just more stressed. More stressed. It's more stressed. It a, what's it called, the two dots on it? The shva. The shva. If it has a dot, you pronounce the shva. Yeah, if, if it has two nuns, you know, pronounce the, it'll be a second shva. For example, it's a passing name of chan but it's uh, something like that, so you're pronouncing all the nuns. But uh, sometimes, when you, contra- when you put the word together, so we have the dogish to decide that there's really meant to be two of the same letter repeating. Instead of that, you just have one with the dogish, which is stressed. Okay, that's the one thing. Sometimes, when you will get two commenters, is because afterwards you have a hayo and alif, which means then it's nach. It's, it's two strong sounds, but then it has the third sound isn't pronounced. It's a silent letter. So, for example, he brings himself fire, kana, lots more words like that. When you call today lamad hey words, or lamad alif words, which means that if there isn't a third syllable to pronounce, then both can make a comment. Because then it finishes on the second syllable. Fara, kana, whatever else it's going to be. But when you have two syllables plus a third syllable, which needs pronouncing, and normally the, the second syllable is the softest, is the softer in the good and not the comments right afterwards. And the Prophet says, which the Prophet is quoting over here. And he says, also you have the Aleph, which is after the, the comments of the, of the Kuf. It's not pronounced, but it's, it's nearer. You can see it there. The there's a vakom with an aleph in between the kuf and the mem. So he says, it's a nach mashuk because it's just, it's, there's no other sound. Bara is the end of the word. Sometimes it's a nach nira, which means you can see what the nach, which is the letter which is silent, it's not pronounced. Vakom, you, you don't hear the aleph at all. It's just go straight to the mem. Achaylam, yavay achrav nach mashuk, the same thing, achaylam is like a comet. It's normally afterwards, the second letter after achaylam is also a nach. Which means it doesn't have a strong vowel. The nach, which means the one which is silent, in other words, the, how it is either vav or alif, like we know. The chaylam always takes the alif afterwards or vav afterwards. Kamoi loi or loi, whatever the context is going to come in, that uh, the chaylam ends the word with vav or alif, either one. I mean, it changes the meaning, obviously, but it's the same diktok. Which means then we see the letter afterwards, which is silent. So you have the shay, the vav of the shay, which is the chaylam, and then the resh, 
which doesn't take an akuda. It's a silence, or small. So again, the man which takes the khayram and the lamad is silent. So even if it's pronounced, we say the last letter, but it gets a silent uh, vowel, doesn't have a stronger. That's uh, the din of the khayram. Now, it's not the only din of the khayram. There are lots of times where the word after the khayram, the letter after the khayram, will take another another vowel. It's not, he's not saying it can't. He's saying normally the letter of the khaylam is a, is, a, is a silent letter. But even if it's not going to be silent, it's not going to be one of the opening ones. You know, it's very rare to find the khaylam in a comet. Mashankin, one of the softer vowels, for example, the tayray, you'll often find after the khaylam. Bayray, yaytser, yaytsay, whatever it is. There are lots of words where the second letter also has a vowel. Right? And the, the reason for that is, as we said before, and that is when there's a third silent letter, so then the second one has to be put back. Because we go back to our other rule, you can't have two tzaris, you can't have two shvaz in a row. So just like we said, barbara, kana, asla, whatever it is, you have two commences because since the hay can't be pronounced, you can't not pronounce the second letter. Or you, you, it's unpronounceable, the two shvaz. So then when the third letter doesn't have a, we call it kana shlishis, when the third sound, or the third letter, doesn't have a vowel, so you have to give a second one a vowel. But when it comes to the, the khaylam, Normally, the second sound we have is a tzere. And now you'll see the difference, for example. When the same word is said in the past tense and it takes the commas, it will take two commas. Because that, the, it's a, it's a, the ones are opening sound, the ones are closing sound. When it's said in the present tense and it takes the khaylam, then it changes the, the syllable after the khaylam to a tzere because you can't do it khaylam comet. So, for example, I'm going back to three examples I give because it's easy, the easy binyan in, in Lashna Kodesh. Lamed Hay words. We say the word Kana. When they're called Lamed Hay, which means in the pile, the third letter of the pile is the Hay. Or an Aleph. Lamed Aleph words. So words like that. With the third letter of the Shorish. Sorry? When you call, the, the rules of Diktuk are most Russian with three letters. So we call the, the basic Shorish of the is called is the pile, which means the word. So if the, now the, the Pay means the first letter of the Shorish. I is the second letter of the Shorish, the Lam is the third of the Shorish. So when Lam is Hay means your third letter is a Hay, or Lam is Aleph means your third letter is Aleph. Which basically means, if you're trying to explain it in TikTok notation, if you're trying to say it in words, it means the third letter is not pronounceable. So whenever there's a rule that the third letter is not pronounceable, so if it's going to be in the, if you're going to say it in the, in the past tense and you're going to give it a comment, they're both going to take a comment. Again, Yatsa, Bacha, Karna, Asa, all these things. When you put it into the present tense for a male, and it takes the Vav, which means the khaylam. So now the second letter changes also. It will always become a tzere. Bayrei, kreinei, aisei, whatever it's going to be. Because, yeah, it's a, because you can't have khaylam comet. So we made it, uh, even though in the shorish, let's say, it would be a comet, but when it becomes a khaylam, it changes the second letter also. Right. Right. The second comma. His rule in Diktuk is the Kazari's principle. This, the second syllable always is based on the first one. The first one defines it, and then the second syllable has to follow in because the Afiyadashin has to say which is pronounceable. Right. And like we said, it can change in other ways as well. For example, in, when the third syllable becomes a strong syllable again, so now we have to change the middle one. So like we said before, Kana, when it becomes something which has a third syllable at the end, like for example, we said you bought. The word is konisa, not konasa, or, or like we said, or asisa, because all these things, when we not have three 
strong syllables in a row, so we have to break it up with the, with, again, the, the rule's going to change, and as the, the second letter is one which changes to, to match the first one. Okay, so that's, that, those are two rules we've brought so far. This is all, again, these are letters where the third syllable is not pronounceable. We said, we, we call them dicta today, Lamed Aleph or Lamed Haywards. I mean, there'd be Lamed Ayn words also, there's not too many of them, but it's, uh, the same rule would apply there too. Um, say? Yeah, if you say in the past tense, you say, Opara, that's Rosa Isha. If you'd have to say in the present tense, okay, so Ayn has its own rule, but it wouldn't, it, it, it would be. It would be poireya. So that's a different, uh, a different reason. To Either way around, you have the same rule. The the chaylam takes the ferry afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So that's the that, that that's when you can't pronounce the third syllable. When you can pronounce the third syllable, which is most verbs, most verbs. So you can pronounce the the third syllable, um, zachar, achal, whatever you want to say. So you see, in all those words, you're going to get kamas patach. You don't say ochol, you say ochal, zachar, right? because uh, you don't have the two comments as in the row when you have to pronounce the third letter. And then once again, when you move it into present tense, and that's going to take the vav, then the, the, then it takes the area. Zaycher, oichel, whatever it is, the the, the in the first in the first letter will make the second one into a area. Okay. The second letter is going to explain himself what the difference is between them. Who's our king must be very patient to listen to all this. <laughs> <laughs> he asked the question. He's given, he's given the answer. Yes, and then now he says, Hatzere, Yahweh Acharav Nach Moshech. The Hatzere will bring off the Nach Moshech, which means the sound, which with the second sound, the second syllable, the second S will have a sound. If it's Moshech, if it's something which, is, which you can pronounce. Venach Alephayot. After Tzere, the second, the the letters afterwards of Tzere, which won't have a sound, will either be the Aleph or the Yud. You're not going to get a Hey after a Tzere. This is one of the rules of TikTok also, that the Tzere either ends in an Aleph or, or in a Yud. In other words, for example, what Yud say is the, the after the Tzere, which in the Tadi, is an Aleph. Right. Or Bayre, also after the the Tzere is an Aleph. Sometimes you can get it with a Yud afterwards. Um, it talks about Chayre, so the Resh is a Yud afterwards. Or Iyei Hayam, right, and there is Esther. Again, the Yud with the Tzere has another Yud afterwards. It's very rare to get a noun with a Tzere with a He says you won't get it in the Tchunash Um Again, there are exceptions, but he's saying as a rule. And then normally the rule of the Hay is the Hay takes a Sagal. For example, what it was at the time of the Segal, Kane, Sade, Ale, Reitze, Right. When you, when you have a Hay as the last letter, then it gets the Segal as opposed to the Tere. We start off with the premise that the, the Chacham was explaining to the Kuzar king the beauty of the Hebrew language. Right. But the way it seems to be going is that he's making it seem so complicated that it it's, wouldn't be accessible to the common man. It's not that it's not accessible, they're rules. But the rules, but in other words, and the rules are based on the sound. That it should, be, it should, it should flow, the, the sound should flow. Most people, when they learn to speak, don't learn with rules. They learn because they pick up the language from what they hear. 
But there's some languages which, like, in his words, they have a yoke they easier to say. They have a more of a natural rhythm to them than things which don't necessarily have these rules. So what he's explaining now, these, these next two, the rules he's done so far, the next two pages you're going to see, is explaining these ideas. That the, the, that the, the dictum of the vowels is based on the, the ease of how, of how easy it is to pronounce and how easy it is to say. It makes it flow smoother. Same thing. Ashurk, Misnaya, Ashurk, Tchonis. You have a Akhra of Hamashuk. Yes, it's only possible. But it's true. The other case, he says normally, then you have a hey, you get a. That's not a name. It's right. It's also true. Yeah. The other case is also when it's. when you'll find. Are these rules relevant to modern Thank you. 